So uh, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day to listen to listen to this podcast series. We've got a few that we're going to put together for you today and record uh, back to back. And um, I'm joined here today with Henrik from SAP Concur, and I'll let him introduce himself, but I'll start with <laughs> introducing myself, and that's uh, a principal analyst here at Forrester. I, I look after employee experience on the future of work research team here. I serve primarily C-level executives, and so um, you could say that my research stands at the intersection between organizational behavior and psychology and technology. So try to help companies create places where people not only want to stay for a long time, but will do the best work they're capable of. So uh, that's my passion, and I'm honored to be here. Henrik, how about you? Yes, hi, Henrik from um, I'm with Subconquer, and I'm the uh, responsible vice president for product strategy at Subconquer and as such are responsible for product developments, year to the market, seeing what's going on, reacting to this one. And um, so very happy to have the conversations today. Well, I, I get the feeling that we're both pretty heavy travelers, at least we have been. I haven't been on a plane since March, but uh, that's probably the longest period of time in my life that I've gone without traveling, <laughs> so for my career. And uh, before that, it was 100,000, 150,000 miles a year. But um, how do you, you know, I know that you're doing a lot of international travel as well, and a lot of your clients are international. How do some of these scenarios differ on an international basis? What are some of the differences that you're seeing internationally uh, for companies maybe in the U.S. or in Latin America or Europe or Asia? When you take those, like, the different uh, countries and, and, and also the different perspectives, um, you, you have to also see where are these countries in the stage of the currently pandemic. Now, um, as, as I, you know, I, I traveled already in May um, from Germany to the US. I traveled back to Germany, then I traveled to, to Brazil, etc. I had a lot of experiences myself, but also speaking with several customers and also with some fellow travelers. And I can tell you that um, things getting to a Less new normal, people get used to wear the mask on a plane. It, it, yes. It's unbelievable that you would have told someone six months ago, wear a mask for, for a 14 hour flight. I just said, uh, you get used to. Uh, and then you will survive, everybody's surviving, and, and it makes you also feel secure. So I see a lot of customers who were struggling, especially when they had to get people to specific locations. Uh, we had a lot of customers who just couldn't say it's it's COVID time and nobody's traveling because they had people which under all the risk evaluation, it's simple hard to travel because um, there are several things you just cannot leave alone. So you have maintenance teams, service teams. And they were struggling a lot with schedules. Now, finding a flight which then five days later was still existing or not canceled or moved or whatsoever. So that was their biggest problem during uh, the beginning. Nowadays, I think it's got more, much more reliable. Um, it, it is back to a higher level of, of frequency and people accept also that there are some, some, some inconveniences as long as the security levels, I mean, the health security point of view is, is covered like, you know, clean air and all this kind of stuff, what you do in the planes. Um, I think by now the airline industry did also a much better job 
and, and, and we help our customers to see this through, through TripIt and et cetera, to, to, to see very specific COVID areas, get information about the situation in these areas. And um, one of the big things many people still think is the, the risk to get COVID on the plane is probably less, less imminent because there are so many precautions now done on the plane. And we have seen this in Europe where they send, uh, if they have to travel people simple in business class or where the seat next to them is empty, um, also for a psychological point of view. Uh, you just feel a little bit more secure in this current times. Over time, you will sit next to others and it's okay. But in the current time, it's still, we see still a lot of customers um, changing their policies to allow for the people who really have to travel or who go for a specific request. So I have uh, another question. So let's transition just a little bit. Um, and uh, I'd like to ask you a question about what the travel experience has been like for you as you've gone through airports, um, gone, into, gone in and out of Frankfurt. Um, my perception is, is that you're, you're probably seeing a lot of equipment that would have been very common in places like Singapore, right? Um, I remember going through Singapore in the mid-2000s uh, during the first uh, SAR, the, during the SARS outbreak and having my temperature checked, right? Automatically walking past a monitor and people were being pulled out of line if they had a fever. Uh, that type of thing I anticipate and we anticipate it's going to become more widespread and common. It's just going to become a, a way that we go about traveling in the future. So what's, what's your experience been like and what do you, um, what do you think the future will hold? Uh, for the travel experience for people and for companies? <clears throat> I think that is a little bit part of the new normal. Uh, um, I mean, not everybody has fever has COVID, but, but it is one of the measurements you can, you can take. And I mean, to tell you honest, uh, when, when I was flying in May, um, they didn't need to do this because there were on the plane I was on to, to the US back, there were seven people on the plane uh, and it was in seven, uh, six, seven. So, so, so you can imagine uh, it was more crew on the planes and, and yes. Um, but in general, what you can see is just from my recent travel this week, is you can really see, yes, they take fever directly when you arrive. Uh, you get out of the plane, they. And it's, it's fine, yeah? nobody has a problem. You see interesting things in how to leave an airplane. Huh? Uh, before you know this, the moment, or even before the, the captain has turned off the seatbelt signs, um, people just jumped out and tried to run over each other. And now they have to sit and they get called by rows. Uh, yeah. so, so, and if you don't have a minimum distance to, to the person in front of you, there will be someone from the airline or from the airport on international flights, even from, from the health department and saying, hey, you have to keep the distance and et cetera, et cetera. So there, there are things which are changing, not really all to the bad thing. I think some yeah. of the things you can get used to. And as I said, wearing a mask uh, for, for 14 hours on the flight seemed to me unbelievable a few months back. I survived. Yeah. I mean, you can see I'm still here. So, so it's something you can really do. You, you survive and yeah. it, it's, 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 it's common. And if everybody's doing this one, then, then absolutely a common thing. The picture that you're painting, I like, it's that travel could actually become safer in the future and uh, maybe even more organized and enjoyable in some ways. 
I always hated the rush to get off the airplane and people coming from the very back, you know, running past us trying to get off the plane. Um, it was always difficult. And, yeah, a little more organized. And, and you get the suitcase of another one you had because he wants to rush out first. And this kind of stuff, they're very restrictive on this one. Uh, and I was flying four different airlines. So I can tell you on all airlines, it's exactly the same. And they clearly say, if you don't follow the guidelines, you don't follow, then you don't fly. And I have seen a passenger guided off the plane uh, because he didn't want to wear a mask. And he said, I cannot wear, I don't want to wear a mask. He had no uh, test or something like this that he is allowed to not wear a mask. And so they guided him off the plane. And, and the people on the plane, made thumbs up and said, yeah, that's the right thing to do because it's it's a more group safety kind of thing. Everybody feels a little bit more comfortable around this one. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing to see.